Welcome to Real Wellness, episode 36. This is one of my absolute favorite months, not just because the weather is so nice, but because May is Global Employee Health and Fitness Month. So I'm doing a two-part series with this. One is today, we're going to talk about your own health and fitness so that you can be more successful in your career. We'll go over some statistics. I promise I'll make it fun. And then I'm going to give you eight questions super practical to help you be healthier and more fit so that you can be more successful in your career. So this is for you personally. Part two, next week, we're going to talk about workplace wellness and what you can do to help in your workplace have a more wellness culture for you and for your coworkers. Let's do this. You want to transform your life, to take care of your body, to strengthen your mind. And you want to do it in a way that fits your real lifestyle. Real wellness is for you. I'm Sherry Traxler, a transformation mentor, national speaker, and author. And I'm here to help you unlock your capacity to be, do, and have all you want. Join me every week for the proven principles and the strategies that actually work in your real life. It is so exciting that you are here investing in yourself today. Pat yourself on the back. This is where you belong. Welcome to Real Wellness. A few statistics to get us started. Exercise and movement. Because, of course, health and fitness, global health and fitness month for employees. Yeah, we've got to have the fitness part of that. So exercise and movement. Research on that shows that you have 22% better ability to meet deadlines and 21% improved concentration on the days that you exercise. This comes out of Bristol University. So what that means for me is let's go move every day. You don't have to do any particular type of workouts every day. Just get moving every day. You'll meet deadlines better and you'll have better concentration. Also, this came out of the University of British Columbia. Your learning and your memory improves when you exercise. And out of the Journal of Occupational and Environmental Medicine, your quality, quantity of work both improve and your relationships at work improve when you exercise. Thinking about not just exercise in the traditional sense, but also movement during the day of a stand-up desk. Now, I have a YouTube episode where I talked with a friend who that's kind of one of his specialty areas, getting into some of the specifics of standing versus setting and how that affects your brain's ability to think and oxygen flow to the brain and so forth. But you also have just the whole history of a stand-up desk because some of the most productive people in history, Ernest Hemingway, if you think about founders of the United States of America, you've got Thomas Jefferson, you've got Ben Franklin, also in Europe, Winston Churchill, Charles Dickens. These people are known in history to work while standing. Multiple studies show that there is a 45 to 65 percent increase in productivity, decrease in fatigue, decrease in anxiety and increased engagement when we stand with our work. Now, Little caveat here, I was talking with someone yesterday, was doing some coaching on standing, and she was standing for about five hours straight with her work, and she was like, oh, man, my back is starting to hurt with this. So just a real quick practical tip is if you are standing for long periods, which is great for your brain, and your back begins to hurt, pull your belly button to your spine, 
tighten your core, and that's going to relieve some of the pressure in your back. Do that about five times every hour and see if that helps for you. The other is you don't have to stand the whole time. You can stand for an hour, sit for a half hour, stand for an hour, sit for a half hour, whatever's going to work for you. And I go into this a little bit more in episode 26, the best workouts to help you feel great. I talk about HIIT workouts, high-intensity interval training, walking, and their impact on the brain, as well as some of those standing stats that I alluded to a moment ago. So for Global Employee Health and Fitness Month, we have movement, but we also have sleep. I want to talk about Mark Efron's work, his book, The Eight Steps to High Performance. One of the steps in there, in fact, it was step seven, is commit your body. Mark studied numerous research articles and found that the quality of sleep is more important than the quantity. He also found that the quantity is 6.5 to 7.5 hours of sleep is the the average, the sweet spot for productivity. And if you're thinking to yourself, oh, I don't need that much. I can get by with less than six. The research is also clear that only 5% of the population can do with less than six. And as far as the 6.5 to 7.5, don't take that as a rule that, oh, no, if I feel like I need eight hours and that I'm most productive with eight, I need to start cutting back on my sleep. As long as you're getting quality sleep, go first with your body even more than what a statistic says. Because just like there's 5% that need less than six, there's also a certain percentage that need more. So we're just talking averages here. One of my absolute favorite quotes comes from Dr. Charles Schleichler of the Harvard Medical School, and he's a sleep researcher. And this just this just rings so true because it is anti the martyr complex, you know, go hard or die kind of mentality around sleep and work. We now know that 24 hours without sleep or a week of sleeping four or five hours a night induces an impairment equivalent to a blood alcohol level of 0.1%. We would never say, this person's a great worker. He's drunk all the time. Yet we continue to celebrate people who sacrifice sleep for work. Now, I want you to remember that quote, because in the next episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about wellness culture in a workplace, and we're going to be bringing that back up again. Let's go on to nutrition. Having a steady blood sugar, eating a powerful plate, that is a foundational piece to having good energy and being able to be alert and be successful in your career, to be able to do what you need to do. In addition to that, British researchers discovered that the more fruits and vegetables people ate throughout the day, the happier Here's where it gets into your success. Of course, happy people do make more successful people in your career who wants to work or be around a grouch. Anyway, more creative and more productive. It's believed that this may be because of the nutrients in fruits and vegetables stimulate dopamine production in the brain, which is responsible for engagement and motivation. The antioxidants in fruits and vegetables also improve memory and boost mood. I will add to this... I mean, I'm not, I was not involved in that British research, but I will just add to this. If you are eating a diet that is high in fruits and vegetables, that also means you are getting a little bit more hydration from those fruits and vegetables. And we know that the brain functions much better when it is hydrated. 
Let's move on to stress. This one is not going to be a surprise. This next study comes from the National Institutes of Health, but it is nice to see more documentation on this. A particular study from them that I looked at showed a significant inverse relationship between your perceived stress, the emphasis on perceived, and measured productivity. So if you are feeling stressed, your production is going to go down. Your ability to be productive in your career is going to go down. I promised you that I would give you eight questions. And here's what I want you to do with this, because these are going to be super practical for you. Listen to the questions overall. If you're walking or listening where you can pause the podcast and listen to a particular question, hit pause and then think about the answer to that question before you move on to the next. If you're not at that place, just go ahead and listen to all of them and then pick one to three that you're going to really think through later on. And also then step three is decide what answers you're going to put into action this week. Because thinking through these questions, getting your own answers to them, isn't going to help you very much if we're not putting it into action. So wherever you do your planning Write in those action steps and prioritize it. Remember the reason that you are doing this is to be more successful. It is worth your time and effort to do this. Okay, let's have some fun with this. Eight questions. Are you ready? Here we go. Number one, this one's a deep one. How is my health and fitness helping me be more successful? Question number two, how is my health and fitness preventing my next level of success? Either because you're not feeling your best or because you're trying to optimize your fitness and you've lost balance. Just listen to the last episode for that. You'll know what I'm talking about there. Question number three. Do I wake up and within an hour I'm energized and I'm looking forward to what I'm going to get done? Question number four. When do I mentally check out? We all mentally check out. So it's not do I or don't I. It's notice. So you know, think about when do you mentally check out? When do you go through the motions? When do you feel tension and your thoughts spin? Is it all the time? Is it certain days, certain situations after you finished a big project? Is it with certain people that you either mentally check out or feel tension and your thoughts spin? Question number five, when do I feel exhausted and unmotivated? Yeah, that one can be a big thing because we know in a lot of workplaces right now, people are just... They're feeling exhausted, they're feeling unmotivated, and they're just kind of checking things off. If that's the case for you, then we need to implement work for joy, which is a concept of going from a negative three to a positive three on your work enjoyment of things that you're doing. This is something I really got a hold of from a boss who had me list, when I was feeling exhausted and unmotivated, he had me list everything I did, score it on a negative three, takes the life out of me, all the way up to a positive three, I would do this all day and you wouldn't have to pay me. I enjoy it so much. And then how much time a day or a week I spent doing each of those things. And it allowed us to then shift responsibilities around between me and some other staff members. So all of us were working with and for joy more. So that's something I encourage you to do. If your answer to number five of when do I feel exhausted and unmotivated is like all the time every day, then yes, we need to work on that. Number six, what things can I do during the day to stay mentally calm, alert, and engaged? Not just alert and not just calm, but mentally calm 
and alert and engaged. Question number seven, what snack or lunch is both easy for you to make and fits into the powerful plate methodology? Question number eight, when do I most need to take breaks? What types of breaks recharge me the most? The first of those questions really deal more with kind of the overall picture of how your health and fitness is helping your career. The last ones are more rubber meet the road. You know, when do I need to take breaks? What kind of food fuels me the best? You know, what what things can I do during the day to stay mentally calm and alert and so forth? Because we all do need those things. All right, next episode, I'm going to look forward to talking together with you about Global Employee Health and Fitness Month for your company, for your team, for your staff, what you can do with that. And for right now, though, for this next week, pick those one or two things you're going to do over the next week because, okay, here's a hint. Next week, I'm going to be talking with you about how you need to model that behavior so that your coworkers that you work with or above you or below you, wherever they are on that organizational chart, so when you are modeling it, they are then more likely to follow suit. So, you know, it's not just helping you. It's also helping others around you when you make these shifts. Thanks so much for being here. Can't wait to talk with you next week. Thank you for joining me and in investing in yourself today. Who else do you know who needs to hear this? Share this episode with a friend. And until next time, find your path to real wellness and fulfill your potential.